We only got one life, so it's time to live it for. I don't hesitate, I embrace every day. Cause we only got one life, so it's time to live it for. It's not about trying to achieve more again, but rather how to lose and let go. Let me explain. Once you let go of all things that aren't significant, you'll be left with everything that is truly important. I'm living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. This is another episode of the podcast. Live it for. Hey, welcome to episode number 23 of the Live It Full podcast. I'm Richard. And I'm Caitlin. And we are both in the Live It Full studio today. Um, if you like us, leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, share it with your friends and family. And I'm going to let Caitlin lead off with uh, a little bit that she has on her heart and what she wants to talk about today. Yeah, I was I was listening to um, this lady that I love on social media not too long ago. Who is it? Um, Let's give her a tag. Okay, sure. Her name is Angela Braniff, and she is a mom of eight. She homeschools, and she's adopted children. She's my favorite person, and I don't even know her, um, but I just love her. And she was talking the other day. She has lots of followers. I don't want to interrupt, but isn't it funny how our parents, when we were kids, told us not to talk online to strangers? <laughs> well, I do talk to her sometimes. I don't know. She's tech. She's written me back a handful of times, but but no, we we yeah, we interact no, with know. people that we've never met yeah, through Facebook or or Instagram um all the time. But it's just funny when we were thirteen on AOL, yeah, in the heyday no, of funny. chat rooms. Our well, parents told us not to talk to strangers online. Sorry, yeah. just no, just thought okay. I'd throw that yeah. out there. So she has a hobby farm. They just moved to a farm. And so she farms, she homeschools, she parents eight children at home. Um, she's adopted domestically and internationally. Um, she does all of these things. And somebody mentioned in one of her, just a post, like a picture on Instagram, oh, it's a shame that you're feeding your children this processed crap, basically. And she was oh, like, Oh no, they didn't. I know. She was like, what do you want me to do? Like I have a garden and I use herbs for my raised flower beds, but like throw me a bone. Like sometimes like, are you a mother? Like, can you, can you lend a hand and just be like helpful instead of trying to just pick the one thing that you found wrong in my post and point that out. Like, why? Haters going to hate. I know. And so she she was kind of going on this little rant about it. Like, I'm sorry I didn't grind my own, you know, wheat this morning to bake my children, you know, bread from from the earth or whatever. Um, and so I just started thinking, and this is obviously a common theme, I think, on social media and just now uh, with with all of the things that we have, our, our computers that we carry around with us in the form of a phone. Um, but moms, I'm talking from a mom's point of view, this is parents in general, but you know, we're expected to not only work, because if you're a stay-at-home mom, then you're just a stay-at-home mom, unfortunately, um, to society a lot of the time. So we're expected to not only work, but we also have to keep a perfect house. We have to feed the children, you know, three organic or healthy meals every single day. We also have to stay active and stay in shape and you should be back to your pre-pregnancy weight in this amount of time. Um, you know, let's be a sex kitten at night. Then after, after your day is done, Amen. shut up after your day is done, you know, you still have that aspect of your life that you have to be perfect at and fulfill every day. And then, 
you know, it's like gone are the days that neighbors were just neighbors and people were just friendly. And I know that that still exists. It absolutely does. But in the world of, of internet and the world in which we live, it's like, it doesn't seem like moms are just sending their children out to go get skinned knees and ride bikes and come home dirty and muddy and sweaty. It's like you have to entertain your kids then at all hours of the day, plus do all the things that I just mentioned. Um, and then, you know, they have to play every sport. And and um, when it's when they're bored, you can't just send them in with some scissors and glue. It's like you better have a Pinterest-worthy craft ready for them. And well, if you're going to put it on Pinterest or Instagram, you definitely have to, right? I mean, it's just it is just a rat race. And I told Richard a long time ago, I'm like, okay, I can share some things online. That's fine. But there are some things I will never share online. But one thing that I will never do online is paint some perfect life that doesn't exist because it doesn't exist for anybody. It doesn't. And the thing is, is that you can do three things really well. You can do five things maybe really well, but you can't do everything. And so I think a lot of the times it's really good for us to have in our heads. Like if somebody's doing something that you're not doing, somebody has, you know, keeps their house away that you can't keep your house right now in this season of life, or, um, you might be dealing with an infant or a pregnancy or a child with special needs, or you have all your little ducks still in the house. And this person might be a newly empty nester. Like everybody's situation is so, so different. Um, that I, I think that when we look at other people, we expect to be able to have the same or do the same that they are doing. And that's just not how it works. That's just not reality. But let's stop and talk about that because people post the best of their day or the best of their life. I mean, I follow a, an Instagram called In- Influencers in the Wild and you see people doing some crazy shit out there trying the to get perfect the perfect shot. picture. I know. And it's not real. No. And so I am always cognizant. So one, one thing I won't do is ever <laughs> shame my children on social media. Like, I just don't think, I think at some point they're going to be on there. They're going to listen um, to our podcast and our YouTube at some point and be like, God, dad, thanks. Yeah. And so we try not to really like shame the, the bad side of things. But on the flip of that, I also don't want people to ever think things it's are perfect. Rosy and, yeah. So I do my fair share of um, self-shaming when I fail to let people know that, yeah, it's easy to paint this picture of success, um, but it's that iceberg. You know, people yeah. see the Instagram picture above the water. It's the, and it's not even necessarily self-shaming. It's just, I, I, oh, just I, do. I don't real. have an issue. Like, with I just want to be real. I'm not trying to hurt myself by saying this thing. It's just, I just want to tell you where I failed or how I messed up or whatever it is to be relatable really. But anyway, the whole, the whole thing is exhausting. And so, um, I just think that if we can look at somebody else and they're doing something that we might not be doing, but there's literally no extra time to do whatever it is that they're doing. Like we just need to be able to say like, that's really good for you, but it's not for me right now. And I don't know why that's so hard. Like it seems really easy conceptually, but anyway, it just, that's good for you, but it's not for me right now. 
And maybe it will be later. Maybe it won't be. Maybe by the time I can do whatever it is, I won't want to anymore because it really didn't mean that much. Um, so anyway, uh, and, and then, so I am a Christian. And so my next kind of thought is about, um, Satan, but I just, I just kept thinking that even those of us that are living in such a way that we are honest and we have, you know, good moral compasses, um, we might tithe or give or, you know, have charitable donations here and there. Um, maybe I'm not doing something that society sees as quote unquote bad, but I think that Satan doesn't always have to come in the form of something bad. I think that you can just be living your life and maybe he comes in busyness or, um, you know, all of these things that are really blessings or should be blessings. Um, he can come disguised in the good things and then he turns it. And so it, it becomes so that we loathe our lives and all of these good things we have going. Um, and then the good parts of our lives turn into a burden instead of a blessing. And it's just like this vicious cycle. And so if it's just like, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it um, to succumb to that, to that thought process like that. This is a thief. That's, that's a thief. It's a thief. It's stealing your, um, your joy and, and what should be your life's blessing. So, um, and I, I really do, I mean, not to pat myself on the back or anything, but I really do feel like over the last probably five years, I have tried to let go of those unrealistic expectations that I once had for myself as a mother. Um, my dear friend at the time, Jody Cheney, if she's listening, um, I don't know if she would, but she had triplets. Um, and then she also had an older one, but the stories that she would tell me about her triplets. And I think I was pregnant with Macy at the time. And I just thought, I know, like, I can't do that. And she was talking about how her kids were shoving stuff into her VCR at one point. And she tells you how long ago it was. VCR. It's true. It's It's been a little bit, but, um, I just thought, no, like I, you know, my child won't do that. That old, that old thing, my child won't do that. Um, and of course that's laughable now. And I hope, I hope she does hear this. I might tag her in it and hopefully she'll get a good laugh out of that. But, um, I just, you know, I, I tried a long time ago to let go of some of this and other mom friends have sort of helped because I see, you know, if they're relaxed about this, maybe I can be relaxed about this. Um, but then, a worry of mine used to be, okay, so any of you that know my husband know that he is um, loud and outgoing and um, he sometimes... But this way, I wasn't the kid who was ever afraid to say something. Right. And so he still isn't. Which translated into the adult that wasn't afraid to say things. <laughs> right. And so sometimes he'll say something that's like a little bit embarrassing and I'm like, I can't believe you just said that or he'll make me blush in public. Um, but so that's just the kind of man that he is. And so that's sort of the relationship that we have and it's sarcastic and it's sometimes kind of like a banter thing. Um, but we also love each other and we, we hug and kiss and that kind of thing too. But I, I literally used to be worried about like, okay, so if we're this person, then who's going to teach our kids how to be, how to be soft and, and gentle and, 
kind. And it's not that we're not, but, but that's just not the kind of, you know what I mean? You don't think I'm soft and gentle and kind? I mean, yes. In my own way. In your own way. Well, but hold on, hold on. I The but, kids are who they are. I think there is some of that. Right. There's, it's the nature and nurture thing, and we could get into that. And, I mean, I think we've provided a, a obviously a loving household. We have. That is, um, we have a lot of freedom it's with the children fear. as far as they are, they can talk to us about yeah. anything. I it's feel that like. that fear that you want, to, you want to provide every single little bitty thing for your kids, and you just can't. Well, you but, can't. But think about it this way. So, I grew up in a family that is not very affectionate. We've had this conversation on the podcast. You come a family of huggers. Your mom kissed me on the lips one time and freaked me out. Yeah. Uh, she listens, so I love her. Um, she still doesn't. doesn't freak me out anymore. Um, but she hugs. Uh, my grandmother was like, Caitlin hugged me. And then Caitlin was like, your grandma hugged me. And I told grandma, I was like, no, you hugged her. And grandma was like, no, I didn't. Like, I mean, just weird. But like, yeah. but like, so I have made a conscious effort, obviously, <coughs> to be affectionate with my children and tell them I love them and hug them. And so that is something I've focused on to make sure that they're not missing something. But I don't feel like I was missing something. Necessarily, right. you feel like I was missing something. <laughs> no, so but, I think that our kids, regardless, but like yeah. our kids are who they are. Like we've always called Macy is Sour Patch Kid. And I would say that to her face. So like she's a little bit salty on the outside, sour, (laughs) but she's real sweet on the inside. Um, But but you are, and I I do finally get this. I don't have to tell myself this anymore because I've I've told myself it enough that it's finally sunk in my head. Um, You are the parent that your children need. And so I don't have to be... Oh, you're talking to, metaphorical, not me specifically. I was, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I am, weren't I? No, well, you are, but just in general, like I, I really do believe that because you know my mom was a lot of things, but then there are some things she wasn't. But, but it's, I, I mean, she raised me, and it was good, and it was fine, and you're highly functioning as an individual. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have everything. There were things that you know were left out that other people got that we didn't get, or whatever it is. But like. That's the, that's the life that I was meant to live. And so there's a lot of comfort in that. Um, and another one of our friends that lives kind of locally and she's, um, you know, her, she's known, I would say for being sort of a, um, like a tough, a tough mom. She wants the best for her children. She's really, um, uh, a go-getter when it comes to sports and that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, but I'm, I guess that comes out a little bit in me, but that's probably not me. Honey, but then do children, I need to let, do I need to, you don't, you don't come to practices and push the kids, but you get excited. Yeah. yeah Sounds like the, the Mexican soccer videos. You're like, Caitlin's yelling for Macy to run. Yeah, no, no, no. I I do get excited. I just, I'm not the, I guess I myself am not very sporty. And so I'm not the person that's going to be out there like doing the sports with the children. That's more you. Um, but you know, that's, that's fine. And in another aspect, I, I will never be an extraordinary, extraordinary baker, because we don't bake, but guess what? I don't want a whole bunch of sweets in my house because then I will eat them. And so if I never perfect the art of baking and I'm not the best baker, then that's okay. Like yeah, my, don't my kids Crocker. don't need what? You don't need to be Betty Crocker. No, okay. no. Like my kids, 
That's not something that they require. But if you as a mother are a great baker, then your children will probably always love and appreciate that. And then when they are adults, they'll be like, oh man, my mom used to make these awesome desserts and I wish I had her recipe. I'll never be able to do it the way she does. That's not a memory that my kids are going to have of me. Yeah. And and I feel like I'm a decent cook, partly because my mom made me cook and my mom cooks three meals a day, almost still. Yeah. I mean, to this day, even just for herself. So I feel like there's things that I can do because that they, you're right. Your parents were the parents you needed. Right. A lot of times and good, bad, and different. Maybe you didn't have good parents, but maybe that's to get you where you are in life or to give you that opportunity to change that pattern. That's what you, you needed. Mm -hmm. And some people might argue that in a different way, but it's kind of like, it doesn't matter what happened. That's what you needed because you are where you are because of that. Yeah. And not to take like a dark turn, but um, I was, I was listening to, um, this other thing one time and she, as an adult was getting some questions from, um, her viewers. And one of them said something like, I just don't feel like I'm doing it right. I'm missing something. I should be better at this. I should be happier. Like you know, whatever she was, she was in a slump and she was asking for direction maybe. Um, and Jordan, the girl said, you know, I used to work in part-time like doing volunteer work in like a battered, um, children's and women's center. Um, and a lot of the children that were in there, uh, were there just for a little bit until they found a foster family or something like that. And these children, had parents that were making some poor decisions. Um, and she said, still at the end of the day, it did. I mean, they were removed from their household. And at the end of the day, they wanted their mom and dad, like your kids love you. Yeah. That's a hard deal. I mean, you're tearing up right now. And I think that's why they, they generally in the system try to put parents, our children back with their parents when they can. Um, because you do need that. There's a, it doesn't matter. And when I went to counseling after my dad died, um, my dad and I had a good relationship, but there were some parts that were lacking, um, for my childhood that wasn't, you can't fault him. It wasn't his fault. He just worked a lot and took care of us. Um, and that's, that's something I always said I wouldn't do necessarily. Like I, even in business, I would work at night at midnight versus not spending time with the kids. He didn't have that luxury, but I remember being counseling and talking to her about it. And she said, it doesn't matter if you have the best relationship or the worst relationship with your parent. When your parent dies, part of you, there's a void. And, and it doesn't matter if you had zero relationship or not, like you, you experience that differently, but it's the same. And that's a, that's a tough deal. And kids are always going to, like you said, you're the parent they need. Right. And so even when you think, I think the point of this podcast is even if you feel like you're not doing a good job or that you're lacking in areas or the house isn't perfect, the laundry's not done, the, you know, the, you the dishes are stacking up. 855 things every single day. Yeah. I mean, it, you're not alone first off, but that you don't have to. One of the most important right. things about being a parent is being present, not perfect. Right. It's being there. And to me, that's the, that's the most important thing. Kids know when you're trying and when you're not, and they get it. And of course we work really hard to make things uh, run smoothly in our household and in our businesses, but it doesn't always happen that way. I mean, when you've got, 
when you've got softball practices and camps coming up and just into school and ceremonies and like you're trying to figure out what am I going to do? Well, you've got to plan. And and the deal is when you don't plan, that's when it gets hard. But it also comes down to, you know, Caitlin mentioned you can, you can do three things well, or maybe five things well. And we talk about it a lot, but that's what faith, family, finance and fitness for me. And it probably hit me harder than Caitlin for a long time. As far as why that was my, my mantra and that's what's, what's turned into what I consider an ethos is I was doing so many things outside of those core four things that weren't bad things. They were what most people would say were great, like serving on some nonprofit boards, um, trying to fix some things and to use my expertise to help better situations for these boards. But at the end of the day, it didn't fall into my faith, family, finance, or fitness. And I had to make sacrifices in those because of that. And I burned out. And then my dad died at the same time. And then my grandmother passed away and my perspective shifted dramatically because you can do anything. I truly believe that anybody out there has the capability to do almost anything, but you can't do everything. Right. Right. And, and it's exhausting to think that you can. And so giving that up is freeing in and of itself. But I don't know, there was just something about, a mess, the message that I heard this week that kind of stuck with me. And it was just a gentle reminder that even on days that I feel like I'm not enough, I am, you know, I You're am always enough. enough. And that's where, but you have to put your faith first and it's really hard to pour from an empty cup. Right. And we talk a lot about that in relationships and we'll end on this. Um, but you have to, when we talk about, it almost sounds selfish at first when you have to say that I have to put my personal relationship with God before my family. You know, like, you you know, some people would say that, well, shouldn't you put your family first? Well, I have to put my relationship with my wife before my children. Right. There's an, or there's a hierarchy to it. And when it doesn't happen, things go poorly. Yeah. It falls off kilter. And, and briefly, I'll say this, like, I think one of the biggest problems people have in relationships as spouses is they will put their children first and it's noble. You think you're doing the right thing, but guess what? Your kids are part of you. You will love them no matter what. So when things get hard with your spouse, the one that you don't have to love, I mean, really, you know, when it gets hard, you lean to the kids. I mean, I've heard about people saying, oh, I haven't slept in the same bed with my wife. I sleep with one of the kids because they need me or, you know what I mean? Like things are, we sleep in separate rooms or like, Oh, it's so hard with the kids. Well, they're not making an effort to love her or him. And so they put their energy into their kids, which at first seems like a noble thing to do. Like, well, I'm taking care of my kids. It's when you hear the, oh, he was a terrible husband, but he's a great dad. Right. That you have to put that relationship. There's a reason God told us to. Mm-hmm. That you have to put that relationship before the kids. And a lot of people fail at that. And it's not that they don't know. They just, they don't know. Nobody's told them that or they haven't read enough or studied in the Bible, some of those things. And that's a, that's a tough deal. But do you have anything else you want to add today, KB? No, I just, I, I will be comforted knowing that each of us moms that have kids um, are, we were sent the children that we needed. We are the parents that they need and your kids love you. 
no matter what skills you have, no matter what areas of life you're, you're placing importance on first. Um, and just, just ignore the, the neighbor mom that does things differently than you because they're a different family. You know, I, and you I, may be seeing the, the highlight reel. We always, it's funny. We, we judge ourselves by that. Like, we know our demons. We know our scars. We know the ugly inside. We know the battles we've faced and we judge ourselves based on that. But then we judge others by the rosy picture that they put out there. That's a snapshot in time. Right. The mom you see running around the block every day who maybe her life's great. Maybe it's not. But you see that part of it. And you're like, God, I need to run. Well, maybe she didn't do the laundry today. I mean, you can't right. compare. Right. And not judging any of our neighbors who run around the block. We appreciate <laughs> you. I'm glad that you're into fitness. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah. you judge yourself based on what you know. And you it's judge just, them on what you know, but you don't know the whole story. Right. It's and that's just, hard. Put, put your blinders on. Just keep keep doing it. You're doing a good job. If nobody's told you that, you're doing a good job. Hey, if you're showing up every day, you're doing a good job. Well, if you're getting some value out of this podcast, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Take a screenshot. Share it on your Instagram story. Share it on Facebook. Share it everywhere social media is found, and we would appreciate it. Because if we're ever going to grow this thing, we need you to help us. Um, But we want to make sure that you continue to live it full. You you just listened to this entire episode. That means you gained some type of value. So make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of Live It Full. Living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. Make sure you embrace every single day. And we'll see you next time on the Live It Full.